child support is something you'll have to think about if you separate with kids. But where do you start? Welcome to the Separation Guide podcast. I'm Kate Russell, and in this episode, I'll be learning everything you need to know about child support. Some separated parents are in a position where they earn similar incomes and are able to split care evenly. For the most part, though, if you're a parent going through a separation, you're likely to be entering into some kind of financial arrangement with your ex-partner so your children are properly supported. This arrangement is called child support. But how do you set it up? Who pays support to whom? And how is that calculated? How is it managed, collected or paid? How does child support interact with other family benefits? What income is used in a child support assessment? How are Services Australia and the ATO connected? What happens if my income goes up or down? Or what if my ex-partner just doesn't pay? What if I feel like my whole existing child support arrangement isn't set up correctly? That's where my guest comes in. Crystal Paduch is the founder of Child Support Consultants. After 12 years working for Services Australia Child Support, she deeply understands the system as an insider and also understands how frustrating it can sometimes be for parents to navigate that system. Crystal left Services Australia when she recognised that her knowledge and skills could be used in a more productive way by providing a tailored approach from the beginning, saving a lot of headache and heartache around setting up and managing child support payments. I asked Crystal first to tell me a bit more about her motivations for founding Child Support Consultants. Child support, I think universally, there are really no two words when put together that can bring up so much negative emotion in a conversation. Child support really does have such a negative vibe wherever you hear it mentioned, whether it's in the media or in general conversation, in the workplace, friends or family. It's just, it just always seems that no one has a good story to tell. So I wanted to change that. I wanted to flip the script and provide a positive view, a positive outlook and positive outcome on what child support can be if you just get it right. I want to show people how they can live with child support in their lives without it consuming their life and move forward with a more positive and empowered mindset regarding child support. Now, I have three kids of my my own and understand not only from a professional point of view, but as a parent's view of how important it is to ensure our kids are supported and feel a sense of security and balance. They are the priority beyond everything else. And I see mothers in particular making decisions regarding their child support in in an attempt to not rock the boat or to keep the peace. These are very common phrases I hear time and time again, but there is no reason why child support should rock the boat or disturb the peace in their lives. And we're here to show parents how that is actually possible. I founded Child Support Consultants after working for child support for 12 years between 2009 and up until last year, 2021, and I could see a gap that needed to be filled for parents that were just continuously falling between the cracks of all the systems, departments and processes 
and wanted to provide a place they could reach out to for a more simplified wraparound service to provide clear and understandable information while kind of holding their hand and walking them through the steps and options, allowing them to take control and make informed decisions regarding the management of their child support based on their particular family situation. I guess also while taking some stress away from them, attempting to go through these sort of uncharted territory alone, which is really quite scary for so many people who have never needed to obtain support payments before and just don't know what direction to head in. And often by the time people get to us, they've been in the system for a while and are frustrated by a sense of going around in circles or outcomes that just don't properly reflect their situation, resulting in missing out on the proper support for their children, debts arising and incorrect child support assessments. These inaccuracies not only affect their child support assessment, but also impact other payments such as their family tax benefit assessments, as many don't understand the financial implications of decisions that are being made regarding their child support and resulting in incorrect financial support for their children. Mm. Not to mention the impact all this confusion and frustration can have on the co-parenting relationships as often child support is the only barrier that is causing issues and disruptions in an otherwise quite amicable enough co-parenting situation. If someone has separated and they've got kids and they're coming to child support fresh, what are the basics? What is child support? What is it for? So child support is the financial support between parents for the purpose of financially maintaining and supporting their children after separation. The objective of child support is to ensure children receive the level of financial support from both their parents after separation in line with their parents' financial capacity. And ideally, this provides equality between both homes by way of the standard of living the children are accustomed to or would be receiving if their parents were living together and being raised in the way the parents intended if living in the same home. Mm -hmm. So who has to pay child support? I mean, how do they work that out, who the payer is, and is there some kind of formula? Yes, yes. So the roles of paying parent... Uh, the paying parent and the receiving parent of child support is determined by the incomes of both the parents and the care they each provide for the children. If the income or care percentage changes, the roles can reverse throughout the course of the case. So Services Australia Child Support calculate child support assessments using a formula taking into consideration the parents' incomes, the percentage of care of the child, the costs of the child and a parent's self-support amount, plus any additional components such as if a parent has another child support case or if they have another child from a different relationship. I see. And what happens in those cases if there's a child from a different relationship? They will receive what they child support call a relevant dependent allowance to take into consideration that the parents need to, that parent needs to support that other child as well. Mm -hmm. Or if they have another child support case, it will be a multi-case allowance, taking into consideration that that parent needs to provide for another case as well. Wow. Okay. So it can get really complicated really fast. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, When does child support start? When do the payments start? Is it when someone gets um, divorced or is it when they first separate? 
So arrangements, yeah, so for arrangements for child support should be made from the date of separation, um, even if parents are separated and still living in the same home. So you could be living under the same roof and there still could be a child support arrangement in place. Yes, that's correct. If you actually, if the parents are separated, um, and quite quite often this does occur in the initial stages of separation, while parents are trying to uh, work out what they're going to do moving forward in relation to their living arrangements. Um, yes, they can still register a child support case from the date they actually separated, even okay. if living in the same home. Wow. Okay. Right. So, getting onto um, your child support arrangements as early as possible in the process is, is absolutely right. right. Yes. Okay. So, what is a child support assessment, and, and who does the assessment? So, an application for a child support assessment can be made to Services Australia Child Support, which is a government department who will create the assessment and send assessment letters to both parents to advise of the amount payable on a regular basis. And either party can make that application regardless of their level of care of the child. Does it have to go through Services Australia or can it be done just informally between the parents? No, it doesn't. It doesn't need to be registered with Services Australia Child Support. Um, there are actually three different ways. There's three options when it comes to managing child support. Um, and it's always the receiving parent's choice of how they want the payments managed. That is, the parent who is entitled to receive child support is the one who will choose the collection method and can change this from one to the other any time if the choice they initially make is not working out for them. So the question you ask is if does it have to be registered with child support? No, it doesn't. So parents can choose to self-manage. They can self-manage their child support. And this is where child support is arranged between the parents without the involvement of Services Australia. So not registered. The parents are just doing their own thing. We'll get on to maybe some pros and cons of those different approaches a bit later on. So if a child lives in Australia, but one of the parents is overseas, is that parent still obliged to pay child support? In some cases, yes. So if a parent is residing overseas, but in a reciprocating jurisdiction, then yes, child support can be registered and collected. There are some countries that Services Australia child support won't be able to continue an assessment or commence an assessment for if they're not in a reciprocating jurisdiction. A list of those jurisdictions are available on Services Australia's website. Okay, so while a parent really should be paying child support, it can't be registered and um, collected by Services Australia in some countries. That's correct, yes. Uh, I see, all right. And then when does child support stop? When 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 is the parent obliged to stop paying? Child support stops when the child turns eighteen. However, a parent can make an application to continue the child support assessment beyond the child's eighteenth birthday if they are still in full time secondary education on their eighteenth birthday. The mm. child support can be extended in this case, up until the last day of the secondary school year in which the child turns 18. But this is not automatic. The case will end when the child turns 18 if no application is made to Services Australia prior to their child's 18th birthday and it can't be made after the case has ended. A court, a court can also make a child maintenance order for a child over 18 years if the child has a physical or mental disability as well. Okay. All right. So once again, it's not saying that parents should both be contributing to children who are over 18. It's just that Services Australia cease that um, management of the case at that point in time. Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. So um, when 
people separate, they've got a range of options about their parenting arrangements and how they formalize them, whether it's a parenting plan or a consent order that's been approved by the court. Do do parents need a parenting plan for a child support assessment? No, no, not necessarily. Although it is good to have a parenting plan in place because this provides a common understanding and consistency and stability between the parents and the children of what the ongoing care arrangements will be, it's not necessary for child support purposes. Mm. Child support will usually calculate the percentage of care according to the actual care the parents have of the child. So regardless of whether there's court orders or parenting plans in place, the normal process for child support is they will implement the calculated percentage of care that the parent is actually providing for that child for the purpose of working out the child support assessment. Right. So even if you had a parenting plan set up that said it was a 70-30 split of care, but the kids are spending more like 90% with the one parent, that's the figure that would be used in the assessment. The amount that's actually happening, yes. In limited circumstances, for example, if a parent is being prevented from having the child in their care in accordance with the care arrangement without their consent, child support may set the care as per the written arrangement for a period of time rather than using the actual care that is occurring. However, in most circumstances, child support will always use the actual care. Okay. All right. Yeah. So if there are cases of perhaps parental alienation or something like that, then... Correct. Okay. So you spoke a little bit earlier about how you arrange your child support collection and the payments. So would you be able to step me through the different ways that that can be set up and maybe a little bit about the pros and cons of each type? Yeah, sure. So we touched on self-management. So that's where child support's arranged between the parents themselves without registering the case with Services Australia. Look, this can be a good option um, if the parents, because it gives the flexibility to parents um, to do what they want and have full control over how it all works. It can be a good option if parents are amicable enough to approach this subject of money to support the children with each other and are not in any need of additional financial support. And the reason I say that is because if a parent doesn't register their child support case with Services Australia, they will not be entitled to more than the base rate of family tax benefit part A. So Mm. that can have a huge financial impact on some families. And it's really important that they understand that. So uh, definitely a negative of that is that it's kind of excluding you from a lot of the other Centrelink benefits that you might otherwise be eligible for. That's right. Exactly right. Mm, Okay. So what's another type? So Services Australia can collect for you? Exactly. So once registered with Services Australia, so if as a parent you decide to register your child support case with Services Australia, there are two options for collection. And that is either a private collection arrangement or child support collection. Mm. So Private collection is where the case is registered, so that satisfies the uh, requirement with Centrelink to be enable a parent to receive the maximum family tax benefit Part A payment. Yep. However, they're managing it privately between themselves, so child support are not involved with the collection of that payment. They'll still send out the assessment letters to the parents and advise of what should be paid. However, they're not involved with collection, so it still provides parents with a little bit more flexibility. Okay. And then the other kind? And the other kind is child support collect. So child support collect um, is where it's registered with child support and child support 
uh, and manage the managing the payments. So they will issue the notices. They'll advise when payments need to be made and how much. They'll collect it from the paying parent, and they'll then disperse that to the receiving parent, usually on a monthly basis. So that would mean that the payer is is actually paying money to Services Australia, not to their other parent, and the receiver is receiving the funds from Services Australia. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. And what if what if someone doesn't pay to Services Australia? Does the receiver still get the money? That's right. And this is the main issue with private collection. Uh-huh. So while this um, is good and a popular option for many parents as it requires minimal communication with Services Australia and, as we said, allows a little bit more flexibility with how and when payments will be made, there can be issues. There can be issues when debts do arise and this happens usually when incomes are not correctly recorded in the child support assessment. So, for example, if the paying parent hasn't lodged their tax and child support are using a provisional income in the assessment mm. and then later Later on, the the paying parent does lodge their tax or new income information is received, the assessment will be adjusted and backdated retrospectively. And this can cause overpayment debts of family tax benefit to the receiving parent. So not only does it create a child support debt, but it also also can cause overpayment debts with family tax benefit because Centrelink are using the child support assessment to calculate a parent's family tax benefit assessment as well. Right. Then in addition to that, so the next layer, I guess, on top of that is that because it's a private arrangement, child support uh, are not involved with collection. So a receiving parent, as we discussed before, can change their payment method. They can call child support and request child support takeover collection, but very rarely will they collect back pay of more than three months worth of debt. So if there was a retrospective change that resulted in a backdated assessment and a debt arising from, you know, beyond three months, years even in some cases, then child support can't do anything about that. They cannot collect that for that receiving parent. And the only way to recover that would be to apply to the courts. Right. Wow. I can see that this could cause so much conflict if it's set up incorrectly. That's correct, yes. While we're talking about different collection methods, um, if a parent, if as a parent you are concerned for your safety or if you've been subjected to domestic and family violence, there are other options and it's really important that you do not make an application for a child support assessment until you are fully aware of what child support is, what process they follow once you make this application and consider if registering a child support assessment is maybe just not the best option for you at this time. You can change your mind down the track. So if you find down the track things change and you feel comfortable and safe, you can register a child support case anytime. There are other payments or financial support you may be eligible for if you are impacted by domestic and family violence and the requirement for you to register a child support assessment in order to receive your maximum family tax benefit payment is not required in these circumstances. Crystal, that's so important to know, um, especially when you talked earlier about people maybe not wanting to rock the boat. There are obviously some times when it is really sensitive and inflaming conflict could actually be really quite dangerous. So that's really great advice. Thank you very much for bringing that up. Absolutely. So I'd like to ask you now some of the questions that our separation consultants get asked (laughs) and that they often say, oh, you really need to speak to Crystal at Child Support Consultants because 
she's the expert in this field. Uh, but I thought it might be useful just to talk through some of those questions. Sure. So one of the questions we get is, I did my child supporters testament. I filled in the calculator on Centrelink and my partner did the same and we got a different number. So why does that happen? It really shouldn't be happening. If you're using the same calculator and inputting the same information, the results should be the same. So usually when this happens, it's due to one parent inputting incorrect information such as care levels or not understanding properly how the calculator works. Right. So the calculator is not at fault. We're not going to blame the tool. <laughs> no, no, okay. it's usually fairly accurate. It's not a bad calculation to do, um, but it is important that you put in the right information and in, in particular in relation to the care levels. So care levels play such an important role in determining how much should be paid and who's going to pay who, what really in a child support assessment. Uh, so it might be one person's entering what's on the parenting plan and someone else is entering kind of what's really happening that's right yeah, uh, or maybe okay. just a genuine um miscalculation of of the nights of care that they actually have over over the period over the period of a uh, of the year so yeah. yeah so crystal when i'm doing the, the calculator uh, what streams of income count towards my assessment your last year's taxable in, uh, income so one of the main components of a child support assessment are incomes which is why it's important to ensure the incomes used in the e-assessment particularly if you're on a private arrangement, are correct. And parents are aware of the options available to them in relation to updating their income circumstances if needed. So child support will receive automatically the parents' incomes from the ATO when they lodge their tax each year. This income will be automatically received by child support from the ATO and implemented in the child support assessment, mm. which creates a new child support period and assessment calculation. But something... I think is important for newly separated parents to be aware of is what post-separation income is. This is something that a lot of parents are not aware of. So some parents will make arrangements to earn additional income after separation in order to, I guess, re-establish themselves to cover costs such as um, finding new accommodation or maybe purchasing furniture household items or a vehicle. If this income is earned for this purpose, parents can ask for this income not to be considered in the calculation of their child support assessment. Now, there are eligibility requirements and timeframes that need to be met in order for this application to be considered and accepted by child support, but it's something that uh, parents should seek some professional advice about to see if they are eligible for this. Okay. So it's all about being really transparent with how much you're earning and really transparent about where that money's going. Correct. And then, then you could be eligible to not to, to, to be able to make a bit more money to set yourself up again. Correct. Yes. Only in the initial stages of separation. So this would be only be an option to parents within the th first three years after separation. It's not forever, but just in those first three years after separation, it provides them, I guess, uh, that ability to, yes, re-establish themselves to, to move forward financially. Right. Oh, that's really good to know. So you mentioned before that um, the ATO will send last year's income assessment over to Services Australia, yes. and that's when people are registered through Services Australia for their child support assessment? Correct. What happens if during the year my income changes? So I might um, up my hours or get a new job. Can I have my payments reassessed based on my current circumstances or does it always happen from the previous financial year? 
Yes. So it is best to leave your income as per your taxable income information from the previous financial year. However, it is possible to lodge an estimate of your income if you need to. And what an estimate is, is your calculating or or estimating what your income is going to be for this particular financial year you're in now, rather than using last year's income information in your current assessment. Now, a lot of people confuse the term estimate of income. Customers do not need to estimate their income with child support. Child support use the last relevant year of income in the current child support assessment. That is last year's taxable income in the current child support assessment. The only reason a customer would or even could lodge an estimate of their income with child support is if their income has decreased by 15% or more since the last financial year. So when you are asking about if your income changes, so if you take on more work or if your income increases, no, you cannot lodge an estimate with child support to increase your income. It's only there, this option is only there for customers whose income circumstances have decreased. So for example, if they have ceased employment or had a change of employment circumstances that has resulted in a decrease in their income, they have the option to lodge an estimate of their income in that situation. Okay. So you're talking about estimates. Yes. And, hey, look, I've just got a bill from Services Australia about childcare overpayments. (laughs) So, you know, I know you can get, uh, if your estimate's out a little bit, you might get a, um, a bill. Yes. Or say you do your tax return and you've paid too much tax, you'll get it back at the end. So, so what happens if last year's income was higher or this year's income works out higher? Is there some kind of tax return style lump sum payment or repayment that might have to be made at the end of the year? Yeah, in some cases. So it really depends on what income child support are using in your assessment. Mm. So if for example, you're lodging your tax each financial year, child support will just pick up that income information and move forward with it because you're lodging your tax on time and that is in line with the timeframe set for that particular individual with the ATO. They will Child support will reassess your child support assessment in line with that income and move forward with it. So that's why I say it's always safer to just lodge your tax and use taxable incomes rather than trying to predict or estimate what yeah. you're going to earn that financial year because If you choose to estimate, so say your circumstances have changed, you've ceased employment, uh, you've resulted in a decrease in your income this financial year. So you can't afford to pay child support based on last year's taxable income. That's fair enough. You lodge your income estimate for that financial year to change your child support assessment, recognizing your financial circumstances have changed. But it's so important that if you do this, if you choose to do this, you need to update, you do need to update your income with Services Australia when your income circumstances increase. So if you do go back to work, if your income does increase again, you need to continually update that information with child support throughout that financial year to ensure your your estimate income is accurate because what will happen in that case is when you do lodge your tax, Uh that taxable income will be reconciled against the income information you provided to child support. And if there is any discrepancies, you will end up with the debt that you need to repay, possible penalties as well, um, or overpayments if you're the receiving parent of child support and you've lodged your estimate. So it is really important to understand properly how incomes are used in child support assessment and how they differ from how Centrelink implement incomes in their assessments there because they are just, they are different. 
Okay. Right. So really important to get some advice on, on this even if you've been in the Centrelink system. Oh, absolutely. If you are considering lodging an estimate, it's best to get professional assistance or advice before doing this, as I've definitely seen so many customers unintentionally get this wrong and have huge financial implications as a result. If I've underpaid what I should have done, so say, for example, as you just mentioned, um, I had a change in my circumstances. I made an estimate, but then I went back to work and I forgot or um, just didn't get around to updating my estimate. Yeah. At the end of the year, can that money be taken out of, say, my tax return and paid to the parent of my other parent of my children? Yes. So that will automatically happen. So Centrelink and the tax office are aligned in that way. So that information will come through from the tax office. And if there is an available tax refund there for child support to take, they will automatically take that to go towards that child support debt. Okay, right. But that's only if Services Australia are collecting? Correct. Okay. Yes. Right. So I can see even if everything's great and amicable with your partner, when you separate, having that Services Australia collection does give you some safeguards, doesn't it? It does. So private arrangements can be good, but it's important that incomes are correctly reflected in the assessment. So if if taxable incomes are not being used, then private collection may not be the best option for you. Okay. And what if I'm, what if I have a private collection How will I ever know what my partner's income was? So on a private collection arrangement, the case is still registered with with Services Australia Child Support. So that means you're still going to receive assessment notices from them. So you're still going to get the same assessment notices as if you were on a child support collect arrangement. Right, but they're just not doing the collection for you. That's correct, yes. And then you mentioned earlier on there's there's one where you don't register it with child support. Um, and Services Australia. So what happens then? In that case, you will never know because if it's not registered with Services Australia, then there there will be no assessment letters. You you won't know what the other party's income is um, at all. No. Okay, right. And then, you know, say you've separated and you've got really young children and this is going to go on for 16, 17 more Mm. years. Yeah. Then by not registering it, you just have no idea really what's happening. That's right. That's right. That's why I think that option is only good where parents are really amicable. And so that way, you know, it's not, I guess, I suppose, necessary for each parent to really know what's happening in each other's financial lives, I suppose, because if they're supporting the children, everyone's happy with the way the children are being supported, then there's no need for that to happen. So that, that option is really only there for people who are not in need of family tax benefit support payments and are amicable enough to manage their child support on their own right and that you foresee that you'll stay amicable for the next well that's right and you can change so you can change the option if if your circumstances change and quite often they do you can change your mind you can register a child support case down the track they won't backdate they only take it from the date you register it but you can change your option if you wanted to okay cool um So what about if you're concerned that your partner's income isn't listed correctly or, you know, it's not not really reflected on the ATO's financial statements? Yes. um, About what they might be earning, like they might be in cash in hand. Yes. Um, is there anything you can do about that? Look, this uh, this is something that we do assist many clients with in relation to these types of concerns. There are options to have 
uh, one or both parents' incomes reviewed if they do not believe the incomes used in the child support assessment are a correct reflection of the parent's actual income or earning capacity. When you talk about cash in hand, that can be an issue because when it comes to reviews, there really does need to be some kind of paper trail in order to be able to determine what a parent's income actually is. Mm. Um, however, there are options. There are options to look at and, and you should. You should reach out and get some professional advice about what possibly what the possibilities are for your particular situation. And then if if my partner is maybe not getting, or ex-partner rather, is not getting cash in hand, but they might be on a pay system where there's a retainer plus commission or yeah. self-employed and things go up and down or they own their own business. How do these income structures affect your child support payments? So reportable fringe benefits, so things such as salary packaging and, and things like that, will be added back on for child support purposes. This is generally done automatically when child support receives the income information from the ATO. Self-employment is a bit different. So if a customer is self-employed, it will depend if they're, I guess, a sole trader or a company or maybe um, running the income through a trust. Um, there are different different income structures that can affect child support payments. And this is where a customer may look at wanting to conduct a review of the parent's income through a formalised process. Again, this will depend on the individual situation and circumstances because formal reviews are not always the most appropriate or best option for all customers. And it's important to discuss your situation first before making that application for review to minimise the possibility of a possible adverse or unfavourable decision being made if a review is undertaken by child support. So it's, it won't always fall in your favour if you're That's the one right. who's questioning it, right? Exactly right, yeah. yeah. What happens if your ex-partner simply does not pay the child support? Yeah, so there, there are certain collection actions child support can take if the case is under a child support collection method to assist in the recovery of child support debt. Unfortunately, they're not always successful. They are limited in their collection powers and can never guarantee collection. But collection action that they can take, that child support can take in some cases, is um, such things as issuing a notice to an employer to garnish payment from their wages okay. um, or issuing a notice to garnish a lump sum from a bank account, which is held in that person's name, mm-hmm. um, or preventing a person from leaving the country unless they paid their child support debt. And in some cases, litigation action can take place if assets are found in the person's name and the debt is of a certain amount. Child support's ability to collect from self-employed people can sometimes be quite limited. And we we assist many clients here at Child Support Consultants with mediating a child support collection outcome where they have been unable to resolve the desired collection outcome from child support. Okay. So you mediate between the correct ex-couple. Yeah. How do you find that goes? Most cases quite well, because a lot of the time debts are occurring purely because of a misunderstanding of the debt and how it's occurred. So I find that a lot of paying parents who have incurred a debt are actually okay with repaying it if the repayment option is reasonable and in line with what they're actually able to afford to repay. And they understand how the debt occurred because a lot of the time they just don't think it's correct or they don't think it's fair. But if we explain to them in an understandable way how this debt has occurred, why they owe this debt, and 
discuss options of repayment that are a little bit more flexible than what child support can offer. Because you sit outside child support and you're offering independent advice, you can go that extra step. That, That's um, correct, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, outside those kind of more rigid rules of child support. Yeah. So, Crystal, there just seem to be so many different aspects to child support. It can affect so many different things and it can have quite long-term implications. Can you talk me through a typical consult that you might do with a client when they come to you for advice about setting up their child support? Okay, so a typical consultation with us here would start with what we call our clarity package. So that's an hour consultation that we conduct via Zoom. So we can meet each other. And I guess it's like a discovery call, a discovery consultation to determine what your needs are, what the customer's needs are in relation to their uh, interaction with us. So it may be that they're just starting out in their, their child support journey and wanting some direction and guidance, or sometimes they're customers that are already within child support and they're having some issues there. And so we go through what those particular issues are and determine what the best way forward would be for that particular family. And that's the session that you can book through the Separation Guides website. That's as well. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. All right. And then you have um, other services that you can help people with. What other services do you offer? Yeah, so we provide full representation to customers. So they're, they're customers who may not, I guess, have the time to deal with child support matters and they would prefer to appoint a representative on their behalf to deal with child support for them. Or there may be customers who just don't have the ability for whatever reason, uh, there may be a barrier there that's causing conflict whenever they contact child support and it's best for them to appoint a representative on their behalf to deal with child support for them. Okay. Um, we have packages to assist customers with creating agreements, so child support agreements. So we talked about how child support create formula assessments. Parents do have an option. They do have another option there where they can choose to create their own agreement. That is setting the child support themselves as to what they believe would be a better option for them um, in relation to child support. So we can assist them with creating an agreement in line with what their family's needs are. Um, and full reviews. So these are usually not people who are just starting out with child support. A review of child support, uh, we call this the peace of mind package. So this is for customers who may be with child support and feel that their case may be inaccurate um, and they want a review of their case to find out what they can do to move forward and fix a possible error that they may think may be on their assessment. Um, and we also run training sessions. So if you have a group, if you're maybe a parenting group and you want to get together and, and just have a discussion with us here at Child Support Consultants as a group and ask, it's more of a Q&A where you can ask questions and we can answer them on the spot for you. Mm -hmm. um, that can be a good and cost-effective way to get the answers that you need as well. Right. So because you sit outside Services Australia, but you know all about the inside of Services Australia, you can be that person that they have some continuity with, I suppose. So exactly you're not, right. you're not talking yeah. to a different person every time you phone up and having to explain your case every single time. 
That's exactly right. And that can be quite daunting and overwhelming for some people to have to have that conversation over and over again and become quite frustrating. Mm. So you will get that consistent information every time you call and speak to the same person every time as well. Okay. So the people working in Services Australia are doing a wonderful job. Yeah. But the way it's set up isn't always the best way for people to have that continuity and to have that level of service that you guys can offer. That's right. Exactly mm. right. We can tailor something for your particular family's needs because there isn't a one size fits all when it comes to families. So when it comes to child support, it's the same thing. You really need to know your options and make the choice that's best for you. Great. And set you up to have some security and have an agreement that you're both satisfied with. Exactly right. That's right. For your kids. Yes. And they're the centre of it all, right? Yeah, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. That was Crystal Paduch, founder of Child Support Consultants. Child support payments can be a real source of conflict between separated parents. Anything you can try to do to reduce this conflict will be better, not only for you and your ex-partner, but especially for your children. Even if the conflict is about money to you, it really can feel to your kids like the conflict is about them. Book a session with Crystal through the separation guide if you need it. The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to learn more about your options in separation or you want to be put in touch with professionals to help guide you through, please go to theseparationguide.com.au and complete our three-minute interactive Q&A or check out our other podcasts and blogs. If you found the information today useful, please subscribe, share and leave us a review. It's a great way to help our podcast reach others going through separation. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Separation Guide acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.